Hello and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR. I am also uh, at tenkarstavern.com and youtube.com backward slash Eric Tenkar, E-R-I-K-T-E-N-K-A-R. That's the YouTube channel. We do live streams Wednesday nights and most Friday nights. Uh, Join in. Um, myself and my live stream co-hosts love to get live feedback. And afterwards, we share the episodes up here on Tavern Chat. So tonight, I am still working my way through the DMG. And I can't get, keep on getting stuck. I'm still, I haven't made past page 11 because I am looking at the section titled Generation of Ability Scores. And while it is possible to generate some fairly playable characters by rolling 3d6, there's often an extended period of attempts at finding a suitable one due to quirks of the dice. Furthermore, these rather marginal characters tend to have short life expectancy, which tends to discourage new players. Alright. So, Gary gives us methods 1 through 4. And it's been my experience that... Pretty much every group that I've known has kind of focused on, on, on one of these. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm surprised that there's one method I, I'm surprised we never focused on. But in any case, I'll get to that. But method one, all scores are recorded and arranged in the order the player desires. 46 are rolled and the lowest die is discarded. My group's almost universally use that method, usually with the additional roll two characters, roll 46, arrange as you would like and keep the best character. Not a bad deal. Um, often we included the, uh, if you don't have at least 115 or... If your ability score total modifier is minus one or greater, doesn't count as one of your two choices. Okay. All scores are recorded and arranged as in method one. 3d6 are rolled 12 times and the highest six scores are retained. Never in my gaming career have we ever used method two. It's never been an option I really don't like that option. Because, I mean, I can roll some pretty shitty dice rolling 3d6. And I think most of us can, but uh, I've really rolled some pretty shitty times. Scores rolled are according to each ability category, in order. Strength, Intelligence, Wisdom, Dexterity, Constitution, Charisma. 3d6 are rolled six times for each ability, and the highest score in each category is retained for that category. That's not a bad way. We never rolled, we never did that. But I can see getting some viable characters. Now, what you, you kind of lose out on the ability to arrange your ability score. So, yes, your choice of class and or race will probably be decided by how those dice fall. But you're not going to have anybody with a negative modifier when you're rolling three to six, six times per stat. You're not, it, 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 Pretty much damn near impossible. Method four. 
3d6 rolled sufficient times to generate the six ability scores in order for 12 characters. The player then selects the single set of scores which he or she finds most desirable, and these scores are noted on the character record sheet. Never have seen it. First off, rolling 12 characters, which is basically effectively what you're doing, nobody wanted to do that. Now, in a way, DCC, uh, if you're, you know, doing a funnel and you're rolling, what, four characters? And it's 3d6 in order, and by virtue of who survives is a character you're going to roll with. It, it, it's some similarity, but no. Nah. Now, moving on to non-player characters. You should, of course, set the ability scores of those NPCs you will use as part of the milieu, particularly those of high level and power. Scores for high level NPCs must be high. How else could these figures have risen so high? Think about it, okay? So what Gary is basically telling you is that if you don't have high scores, your characters are not going to make it to high level. I know, I know. But that's what he's saying with this. Um, determine the ability scores of other non-player characters as follows. General characters, roll 3d6 for each ability as usual. But use average scoring, considering any 1 as a 3 and any 6 as a 4. So the best you can roll is a 15. The lowest you can roll is a 6. So, really, what's the, I mean, in each of those is a, you'd have to basically roll 555 or 222, and I don't know what the odds are. Oh, I think you, I could tell what the odds are if I, if I look at that later, there's a later chart showing dice curves or whatever. Not going to worry about that. General characters, 3d6 for each ability score as usual, but use average scoring by considering any one as a three. Oh, I, oh no, I did that already. Duh. Smack me in the head, please. Special characters, including henchmen. 3d6 as for general characters, but allow the full range, 3 to 18, except in the ability or abilities which are germane to his or her profession, strength for fighters, etc. For all such abilities, either use one of the determination methods used for player characters or add plus one to each die of the three which scores under six. Why can't you use that for the players? Hey, you know, I want to be, uh, I, I want this this to be my fighter. So I rolled, uh, you know, I rolled uh, a 13. But I'd like to turn that 13 into a 16 by turning a 3 into a 4 and my two fives into sixes, right? Or I rolled a 15 with three fives. Well, you know, make it make it an 18. And now roll your exceptional strength. I mean, it is effectively what they did with Generation Method 5 for Earth Arcana, which literally turned character generation into choose your class. And if, oh, you're going to be a fighter? Well, it is 9d6 for your strength and, what, 8d6 for your constitution and 7d6 for your dexterity. Of course, keeping the higher three. And, and once we went on to 
Unearthed Arcane, of course. Everybody wanted to use Method 5. I allowed it in one campaign, and then I was like, not again. But seriously, looking back at this, um, I do like the idea of Method 3. Roll six times for each ability and keep the highest score. Now, my groups probably would have said, yeah, we'll do that and let you arrange. Again, to keep you from being blocked out of classes that you really want to play. But sometimes it's best to let the dice decide. And you can still let the dice decide while still having a, uh, an opportune moment or opportune chance to get decent rolls. I'd like to know what methods of character generation your groups used. Tell me. Tell me. Uh, you can send me an email at 10carstavern at gmail.com. You can leave a voicemail through the Anchor app, or you can leave a voicemail at 347-509-5168. What's your preferred method of generating characters? Three to six in order. Uh, that's kind of fine when you're maybe playing something that is simple, like Swords and Wizardry, or says Swords and Wizardry Light, where there's no negative modifiers, and then your positive modifiers are minimal. But... A, D, and D. I, I don't I don't see that working. But I'd like to hear what you think. I'd like to hear your feedback. Folks, we are still in the midst of the world of the pandemic. Please, use your common sense to keep yourself, your loved ones, your family, your friends healthy and safe. Be safe. Be well. God bless. Roll those dice. And, knock on wood, God willing, I will talk with you all tomorrow with bad mike by the way bad mike and myself uh we're doing that live stream tomorrow it's 8 p.m eastern youtube.com backward slash eric tenkar it's the last of the osr christmas giveaways that we're doing with the live stream i'm not saying there won't be other giveaways but it's the last of the osr giveaways on the live stream um i'll be giving away at least 100 dollars in rpg now or sorry drive through RPG gift certificates, and Mike will probably be giving away uh, some a print bundle or two of Frog God goodness. So all you got to do is listen to the live stream, comment in the live stream. At some point, we'll uh, randomly determine somebody, and as long as you're in the stream and you've commented and your name comes up, you can be gifted. So why not? It's a fun time. Join us. And if you get a chance... Again, youtube.com backward slash Eric Tenkar. Subscribe. It helps the podcast. Your, your subscribing to the YouTube channel actually is going to help this podcast. So go figure that one out. All right, folks. Talk to you later. Thank you.